0: Hey guys, it's Ben. Thank you for checking out this message. If you want to hear more messages from Catalyst Church, just search Catalyst Church of Carrollton on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We hope this message speaks to you, encourages you. We hope it builds your life. We hope it builds you. We are for you. The best is yet to come. And if you want to give or donate to what God's doing here at Catalyst Church, you can go to IamCatalyst.net slash donate. The best is yet to come. We love you guys.
1: Amen. Amen. You made me see in the presence of the Lord our God. First, give an honor to Christ, who is the head of my life, um, to the Holy Spirit, our covenant keeper, to your awesome leader, Pastor Ben Barter. Let's show him some love, man. Awesome, awesome, brother. I love him so much. He called me a few weeks ago and I said, sure, I would love to come, man, because last time I came, it was just such a joy and a privilege to preach to a people that are hungry for God. Amen. Amen. It's always good to know that whenever you're preaching, that you have a people who are ready and willing to receive them. Um thank God for all of the leadership at this church. Um, you guys have an outstanding ministry. It's a progressive ministry. It's a faithful ministry. It's making moves. Clap your hands, man. It's awesome. Awesome. One of honor to the church that I pastored in, came and I left there today. I said, hey, I'm on assignment. I have somebody fill it in for me. Um, so I said, let me steal away. And to my beautiful wife. Man, I love my wife so much, y'all. I love her. I mean... The reason we have such beautiful kids is because of her, it's not because of me, it's because of her, hey, amen. And I, I just love her. Um, awesome, awesome woman. Um, if you ever see her at Tarrant, she is an ER, so if you have to go to the emergency room, hopefully she can take care of you. Hey, man. Uh, she Kids in the back, we got a 12 year old preteen, Ava. Now, y'all pray for me. Yeah. Uh, no, no. But, but God literally switched my message as I was sitting there. I was planning on preaching. How did they get away with this? But God shifted me to so this particular passage. I don't, know, I don't know. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Joshua 5. Joshua 5. Chapter 5, beginning at verse 8 and going all the way down to verse 12. Going on the way down to verse twelve, and this is what it reads from the NRSV the Standard Edition of the Bible: When the circumcising of all the nation was done, they remained in their places in the camp until they were healed. The Lord said to Joshua, "Today I have rolled away from you the disgrace of Egypt." And so that place is called Gilgal to this day. While the Israelites were camped in Gilgal, they kept the Passover in the evening on the 14th day in the month in the plains of Jericho. On that day after the Passover, The Israelites no longer had matter. They ate the crops of the land of Canaan. I want to be a tad distanced. Greater is available. Greater is available. Greater is available. Father God, I come now. I'm asking God that You be with me in my delivery, God. so-and-so days. If so-and-so days were so good, God would have kept it in so-and-so days. But what you have to understand is that this is a you the question this morning, what if God wanted you to have a greater relationship with your spouse? What if God wanted you to have a greater relationship with your church? See, it's, it's, They had to talk to understood that if there was too much flesh in private places, oh If there is too much flesh in private places, it prohibits your ability to reproduce. So what I need for you to do, God says, is get rid of the excess material that has the potential to limit your ability to grow. Don't you know that it takes a level of sanctification that God requires, and you've got to move yourself out of the way. And here is the challenge. Circumcision is a private In other words, I can't tell if you're circumcised just by looking at you. So, why would God make an important thing for Israel that was not even publicly displayed? God says this unless you deal with some flesh, there's going to be some areas in your life that you cannot grow. Because, the excess flesh, what happens with excess flesh is this, is that it has the ability to spread bacteria, and it causes infections. And what God was saying is if you don't cut the excess flesh, not only will it impact you, it's going to impact the people around you, too. Y'all know we got a lot of STDs sitting at churches, don't you? I'm talking about the typical STDs. I'm talking about spiritually transmitted demons. And when you have not dealt with your flesh, you will start impacting the people all around you with your negativity. You have to be careful which pew or who you're sitting next to because everybody is not connected to God. Everybody is not trying to get something positive. I dare you to look at somebody and just say, "Check your flesh, you. check your flesh." This could have caused problems and impacted them in a negative way. And I've learned that in dealing with church people, I can talk. I've been pastor five here. That in dealing with church people, we have a whole bunch of infected people infecting other people. Me, we have to be cut. In that area, because it was also a ball of nerves. <laughs> so, anybody who was circumcised, they were sensitive as well. Everyone who was not dealt with their flesh, you ever been around somebody, everything it on their nerves. Wow. The music too loud. It ain't loud enough. It ain't got enough sugar. The sweet tea ain't not taste like Chick fil A. It ain't better than Popeyes. It ain't better than McDonald's. They complain about everything. If you have a complaining spirit, it means that you have just not dealt with your flesh, and maybe that's why some of us who are still struggling. I want to, be, I want to take my time right here because circumcision is something that was meant to be done as a child. Here's Joshua. Here's Joshua having to deal with wrong folks who ain't take, who have not taken care of childhood issues, and here we are in church we have to deal with People and the issues that they should have had taken care of as a child, and they have not taken the time to go get help that they need, and they still have childhood issues as an adult. And maturity is not based on your age, maturity is based on the maturity that you have to take care of some stuff. Is there anybody can here that's going to be willing to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm going to take care of what I got to take care of? Yeah. And when they performed circumcision in these days, they would use a flint stone, they would use a flooded rock in order to cut the excess flesh. They would take the rock and they needed to apply the rock in that area. And once they put the rock in the right place, it was able to handle what they needed. And I know that you still think I'm talking about some quick rock, but well, I need for y'all to testify that if you had your own issues and your own flesh, that you put the rock of ages, I'm talking about Jesus Christ, in the areas of your flesh that you needed it, man, because sometimes you need a bloody rock in order to be delivered. I dare you to look at somebody and say, let Jesus have me, your flesh. Let Jesus, say, let Jesus have me. There needs to be a process of proper healing in the order for you to get through the healing of your flesh. And maybe that's why many of us are believing in this new season, because we have not healed from the old season. And a lot of us can to appreciate the newness of the new members of the new partner because you're still making them tougher for what the old partner of the Bible says, let, let, let me go here for you. The Bible says in John 16 and in this world you will have trouble. I.e., Greek, you will have trouble. You will have the mental anguish that happens in your life. And just because it happens, it does not give you the right to project your bitterness on other people. <laughs> so if God can't touch you, then he can't trust you. One, have to check. You have to check your flesh. Secondly, you've got to deal with your mind. What I've learned in Scripture is that one of the greatest battlefields is the battlefield of the mind. That's why in verse 9, the text says that God told you, Joshua, in order for you to move, you need to go to a place called you God, I'm breaking generational punches today, I feel it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He says, I need for you to deal with the guilt of the people for them being in Egypt. The first place mentioned in the third or fourth chapters of this book, it literally means to roll back. He calls it this because it was critical for the children of Israel to get through the Jordan the river. It was born to be. If you read your Bible, the children of Israel, they found themselves in a large body of water. It's flood season. And this is not the first time the children of Israel have stood in a large body of water. See, I can imagine that some people were thinking in the cloud, Dr. Joshua won't raise his hand and his hand like Moses, and God just blow on the water. Joshua 3 and 4 shows us that you can have a similar situation, but God will use a different strategy. And in order for them to cross the body of water this time, it meant for them to be proactive and not reactive. And the moment God says, listen, you need to do this step in the water. And when you step in the water, the more the water will tea they get in the middle of the Jordan, And all they had to do was just step in the water. The water would not have parted if they didn't take the first step. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you wait on no, God. God says, I'm just waiting on you to take the first step, baby. Oh, God. Now he says, I'm just waiting on you to take the first step. you waiting on me, but do I have any stuff in our house this morning? You have enough faith to get your feet wet, what God is telling you to do, man. And the problem that we have, we have too many dry feet saints. We have people who want to criticize and critique you, but never get their feet wet. Talking about what we want God to do and what you expect God to do. But what if I told you there would be no part of the water unless you get your feet wet? And this ain't for everybody because there are some people, all you want to do is sit on the side All you want to do is do nothing. But where are my people who say, I came to get my feet wet this morning? Foot in the water, the more stuff you can get. As a matter of fact, all you gotta do is just keep moving. As a matter of fact, my granny, uh, please don't judge me. I'm from my in Georgia. So, when uh, I share this personal story, please don't judge me. Don't look down on My granny was released from Oxford Industry, it was a textile company down in Lyons, like, Toons County, Georgia. You now we got some country names in South Jordan, So it George County. So she was released. She was released from Oxford. And she had a new position. She could start off as a supervisor at Savannah luggage. So they allowed all new hires to come with their family, to show their family around the building. And me being a country sixth grade student, I wasn't that used to technology at that time. And the only stores we had in my day were a Peter Winkler and a Piglet. We didn't have a Walmart. So the only type of doors that I was used to were the doors that I had to manually push or pull open. And one day I got confused because, and I got scary because I said, "There are no doors in here. How are we going to get in and get out? There are no doors in here." I started freaking out and said, Mama, that's what I called." I said, Mama, what am I going to do? What are we going to do? We're stuck in here. And she stopped, looked at me, turned around, and started laughing and said, Boy, just continue to walk because the door is a sensor. It's an automatic door. So the closer you get to the door, the sensor will fix your presence and the door will open. And what I came to let you know that if you just keep stepping, if you keep moving, if you keep going, some stuff that's not going to move until you make the first stop, man. What, what, what if I told you that the doors that God wants you to open or go through, they don't have any handles or knobs? All you got to do is walk through that thing. Amen. My, my, my question is also to say Joshua, God is telling Joshua that you have to deal with the guilt of Egypt. other. Uh, my question of sex is, how can people be ashamed of something they never experienced firsthand? How can you roll away shame from a place that they've never even been in? And maybe they are guilty of doing what we're doing, man. You know how you like a dad that's functioning out. We start telling people how it was back then, and then we wonder why the next generation is so infected and turbulent. They are dealing with stuff that we pass down. We are quick to tell people who they are like. You've got to be careful about the words that you put on the next generation a new generation of shameful people and they don't even know where the shame came from and the challenge i want to throw out to you this morning is that as we are progressing we got to be careful about what we are telling the next generation stop telling folks they just like they daddy. stop telling folks they just like their mother and the reason we can't connect to this generation is because we're too busy judging them Watch this. You get mad. You get mad. Can can I go here? I hope I I don't get invited back. I understand. You are mad at somebody for wearing a dress that you just did not fit yourself. And folks with dreads, because you've all it. You okay, <laughs> it's called jealousy. <laughs> oh, man. And if we're not careful, we will begin to start infecting the next generations. Now, I remember that you got to start declaring blessings over your life. And how can I build you up when I can't even build myself up? And how can I feel good about you when I can't even feel good about myself? And this is why we struggle. We put people in positions that keep passing and stuff down because we have no idea who we are. We have no idea who God has created us to be. And I'm getting out of here. I got 14 minutes left. Now, <laughs> I, listen, I remember the story. True story. I'm not going to show the names, but i do not want to embarrass anybody. But I know this pastor, he had a preacher inside of me, and we had to go to L.A., had to go to California, a right here in Georgia, in the Atlanta area. And uh, at the time he bought tickets or purchased tickets, he allowed his wife to keep up with the tickets and they, to, they get to where they need to get at the airport in Atlanta for the ID. He had the tickets, he had the receipt, but they did not have the ID. <laughs> so the pastor is not figure out, he said, hey, I about you handle all this? I thought you took care of all this? Because you can pay for the fare. You can pay for everything if you have a destination, but if you don't have the ID, you can't go anywhere. So they go through looking through stuff. She went through everything. She said, Baby, I gotta go preach. So what she did is that she pulled out her Bible. Then the pastor became even more frustrated. He said, You pulling out a Bible, trying to have Bible study, and we got a flight to catch. And she said, Sometimes I know I get absent minded. So I like to put some important things in a place that I know I'll never forget. So she said, I put my ideas in the Bible. She said, because I know if I place it in the Bible, I know where I place it at and I can always get it. And the reason that some of us are struggling, when our identities are not based on the Word of God. Our identities are based on who culture says we are, man. You gotta know that you are the lender and not the borrower. And I need about two or three people in here who can testify that you know who God has created you to be. What I need to know is if you know that you are the person that God created you to be, I promise you. I promise you. This is my last point. You gotta deal with your appetite. Deal with your appetite deal with your appetite. So you got to check your flesh, deal with your mind, and deal with your appetite. Your flesh is important, your mind is important, but your appetite is what's true to you as well. The Bible says something interesting. The Bible says on the plain of Jericho, they now represent or go through the Passover, And this is the third time they go through time was in Egypt. The second time was at Mount Sinai. Now, in the valley of Jericho, they had the Passover. And we can't celebrate because we have forgotten what the Passover represents. The Passover was a 10-round match between God and Pharaoh. And you remember the different plagues that God went through to get Pharaoh in check. God says, I'm tired of it. I'm going to send the death angels, and if you see the blood on the doorpost, I'm going to end up passing it over. And the only thing that keeps you is if you're covered in the blood. man. And I know we just recently had communion, and we had our own bread and wine, but I want to take some time in here to thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses us from all of Wow, see <laughs> uh, listen, the only reason you ain't lost your mind is been because of the blood. Wow. The only reason you still married, it is because of the blood. The only reason you're still sanity, you still have your sanity, it is because of the blood, man. Listen, my great grandmother, she taught me a valuable, valuable lesson. I remember that, and I share a lot of stories, as I was about seven or eight, and she loved baking cakes. And I was a hefty little fella. I loved to eat because God gave these people matter in the text, which literally means, what is it? And it was a form of bread and it made me think about this cake, cow cake, that my great grandfather always used to make. And if you're from South Georgia, you know anything about old school. You would notice that whenever they had that cake in the oven, they didn't want you running in the house. They they, they, they didn't want you jumping up and down in the kitchen because you could mess up what was mixing in the cake. So with me being mischievous, I I was real bad. I was really, really bad. What I did was I waited until she went to the restroom, and I went to the mixing bowl. Tasted the residue of what was not put in the oven. And I put my finger in that mixing bowl, and I had a taste of how good the cake was going to be based upon what was left in the mixing bowl. And what I want for you to know is this that God has greater for you now what it it's just in the mixing bowl. God got some stuff that He's mixing together for you. Are you know all you're willing to receive it? Everybody's standing, I'm done. Everybody's standing. If you believe that your greater is here, I want you to invite. I want to invite you at this altar, so I can pray that you can have your greater. You have been selling it for way too long. You have been denying yourself what God wants you to have for way too long. And if you believe, and if you know without a shadow of a doubt that your greater is available, please come stand. Don't be ashamed. I can have some musical play behind me. I am a firm believer. I believe in laying hands. As I come, I just want to speak over you. Because too many of us have suffered. I'm not going to let you suffer. I come against the enemy that's telling you that you are at the best place in your life and they won't ever get any better. I don't know about y'all, 2023 has been wrong for me. I got family issues, my like grandma's y'all declining, the woman who raised me. I'm looking to me. Prepare myself for the work. Y'all know about my problem? The end the everybody. So, what I want to do now, I'm going to So anymore. All childhood you all childhood child, drama right now in the name of Jesus, God. Let him heal now, God, in the precious name of Jesus, God. Allow him to be the man that you have created him to be right now, God. In the precious name of Jesus, God, I call breakthrough. I call victory right now in the natural name of Jesus right give you honor, praise, and glory for the anointed on His life, God. No. I thank You right now, God, that His greater is here now, God. That it's lined up, waiting for Him now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. And Father God, that He will give God. Don't allow Him to settle anymore, God. I'll allow Him to pursue everything that the enemy has tried to take back. Precious name of Jesus, God, that I'm calling it done right now. Father God, I pray for this altar community leader right now, God. I thank you for the father that he is, God. I thank you for the husband that he is, God. I thank you for the leader that he is, God. I thank you right now, God, for the preacher that he is, God. God, I thank you right now, God, God.
0: We hope today's message spoke to you. If you want to know more about Catalyst, you can go to Iamcatalyst.net. And we'd love to have you in the room one Sunday. God is for you and so are we. We'll see you next time. We hope today's message spoke to you. If you want to know more about Catalyst, you can go to Iamcatalyst.net. And we'd love to have you in the room one Sunday. God is for you and so are we. We'll see you next time.